0: what's going on everybody this is bjn radio episode number 331 brought to you by wrong crowd beer company uh, wrongcrowdbeer.com where you can find the finest beers in the land and i'm gonna oh baby that is a real can of beer opening that is not a sound effect even though it may sound like one today i'm gonna go with smells like green spirit nice which is a I i don't know if i'm pronouncing this stuff incorrectly or not but Grungeist hopped Helsbach. How's it uh, taste, Jimmy? I didn't taste it yet. But Grungeist hops are bred from traditional German noble hops, but are described as having notes of passion fruit, stone fruit, red berries, and hints of lemon lime. So that's kind of my jam. Mm. That sounds good to me.
1: Um, Jimmy's going to take a sip here. He's taking a sip. He's thinking about how it tastes.
0: Actually, wow. that's pretty good. Not bad at all. Grungeist. Excuse me. Grungeist hopped Hellsbach. (laughs) Sorry. Wrongcrowdbeer.com. Order online. Go visit them in Westchester. It's a brewery. It's also a restaurant. We didn't try their food when we visited there. We just Mm -hmm. tried some beers. Uh, But the food, I've seen pictures of the food online. It looks good. Yeah. We got to go back there and maybe eat some food. But uh, absolutely give our friends at Wrongcrowd Beer Company a visit or order online. Uh, A visit in Westchester, Mm PA, or order online. Jimmy, it's really
1: appropriate that you chose that flavor because the the Eagles were forced into announcing their new Kelly Green alternate jerseys.
0: There's a method to my madness, baby. Um,
1: Which, hey, I think they look great. (laughs) I said they, they better after all this teasing. And it's kind of funny that their hands were forced because the images leaked online, even though they were planning to announce it on Monday, July 31st. They had to announce it on Saturday night. and. They've been tweeting out a lot of promotional images, different players wearing the jerseys. And I have to say, I mean, they look awesome. I expected expected them to look great. They look great. I wish it was the team's main color. I think they're so like sharp and vibrant and fun. And I think uh, that's just like a more of a fit for today's climate, as opposed to, I think the the midnight green, I, I have this take kind of, I think that fit when it came out, like if at the time it came out, it's Kind of like the link itself, kind of more fits the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I am a biased. I've always liked the Kelly Green. I am happy that it's here. We'll find out which games they're going to wear them for. I believe on Monday, so we'll see. Uh, there, they what's wear, your prediction on that? Well, they can wear up to three times. Um, I, I think I'm they're going to break them out early.
0: Maybe, I mean, maybe even the home opener. I was going to
1: say, why not? Why not have the home? I mean, maybe there is something to like. They want the Minnesota, right? But yeah, I mean, Minnesota Thursday Night Football, why not break them out in that primetime spotlight? I think that would be a really sharp, fresh look. Uh, I like that a lot.
0: Uh, week four uh, against the Commanders is another possibility. Eh. If they're going early in the season anyway. Like juice. If they don't do it week two, then they're going to do it week four, right? So you have to not like... make people wait more than four games for them to break them out, right? Gotta do it in
1: prime time. Come on, gotta show this off to the national audience. Like look good. That's yeah, true. Yeah, because yeah. that Washington
0: game is a one o'clocker. So that yeah. does make sense to do it on the on the Thursday night game. Yeah. There's gonna be
1: a lot of anticipation, might as well do it. If you didn't know already, and if you're listening to this before Monday, the Eagles pro shops are gonna have Kelly Green jerseys stocked and available to you. I imagine there's gonna be some long lines and <laughs> a lot of people trying to get those. People are gonna
0: be tailgating for it, evidently. I'm sure. Like I, I mean, it. they're gonna they're gonna get there at like three four a.m. I've yeah, seen.
1: I'm sure because it's a big deal. <laughs> Those are available at um, uh, Lincoln Financial Field, and then there's like one in Cherry Hill and one in Lancaster. So if you didn't know that, you can go and check that out. Those stores open at nine o'clock. Um, yeah, just wanted to bring that up first. That's a big deal. That's something that has been like a long path to getting here in terms of the Eagles proposing this rule change that took forever. And then mm-hmm. they finally got it approved. But then the, the green jerseys took a whole year after that to get done. So uh, really good. I think everyone looks really good in them. But um, we're here for training camp. Notes to me. So mm-hmm. why don't you start us off since I kind of started off with a, an off topic, but still yeah, very well- relevant thing.
0: I mean, one of the big training camp battles is Quez Watkins and Day Zacchaeus. And I thought Zacchaeus had a nice day, too. You know, did mm-hmm. some things after the after the catch. Uh, showed off his, you know, good hands on day two, as we mentioned in the last podcast. Thought today was a Quez day. Quez mm-hmm. had, a good, had a good day today. Um, he had a couple, you know, nice catches while working against uh, Zach McPherson. First one was a catch in traffic. A lot of bodies around him. Good concentration catch. And then the second one, he leapt. And it was like a leaping high point contested catch uh, over McPherson. McPherson, I, I thought, actually did a had good coverage and mm-hmm. actually did a good job of trying to rip the ball out while Quez was coming down with it. And they kind of wrestled, you know, with the ball as, as they were going to the ground. And Quez was able to hang on. So uh, good job by him to go up and get it first of all, and then to be able to hang on. And then he had another nice catch uh, in traffic while working at, against uh, Josiah Scott. And, you know, Quez's game is what we've seen from him in, you know, two kind of different roles in 2021 and 2022. He can run fast and he can get open down the field, but there was, there were a lot of struggles in 2022 in terms of his route running, particularly on precision type routes where he wasn't, in the spots that he needed to be where his quarterback expects him to be. And, you know, some throws by quarterbacks, uh, to where they thought he would be turned into interceptions and then hands were an issue. Like, so, uh, I thought he did well, uh, in those two areas today. Like these were not deep balls down the field or anything like that. So I thought he made plays, uh, in, in ways that he was deficient uh, a season ago. So encouraging day for Quez on, on, on the third day of practice here.
1: Yeah, it was an active day for him. You mentioned a number of the plays there, but just in general, like he just seemed to get a lot of targets, which isn't always the case. So uh, good day for him. I do think he has had good camps in the past. I don't think mm-hmm. it's like he didn't like have a bad camp last year. And then he also stunk in the season. I actually thought he had a good camp and then he was not good in the regular season. Yeah. So it's always tough for me to like reconcile those things when I see like Quez having. I think it's good. Obviously, I think that's better than him having a bad day. But it's also like, you still got to prove it in the real games very much coming off of last year. So I think it's a step in the right direction, but has to continue to have that consistency going forward. I definitely agree that, um, I mean, he's in like MVP consideration today. We will see how that shakes out later in the podcast. Uh, my first observation, uh, as I, I scroll through here I have my list of notes, uh, I guess I'm going to go with, hmm... I'll go with Kayvon Wallace getting
0: first team reps at safety. Second time so far, by the way. Mm. Didn't he get didn't he get first team reps day two as well? I don't recall that. I think he did for sure. But okay,
1: yeah, it's it's definitely happened at least once, maybe multiple times now in place of Terrell Edmonds too. So that's notable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reed Blankenship has consistently been back there, viewed as the top safety. I think, and that's always been an interesting discussion around the safeties. I think some Mm -hmm. people think lower, or at least I don't know if people always think of Reed Blankenship as highly as the team might think of him. I think clearly the fact that you know he's been the top safety not rotating, I think they view him as their top safety. So I certainly think that's notable. Um I don't think I noticed Kayvon do anything, but the fact that uh he was getting first team reps and the the fact that I think I saw Terrell Edmonds kind of get beat by Dallas Goddard. Um it was tight coverage and Edmonds made it tough on Goddard but Goddard still got beat out And I guess you could see, not that Edmonds is super small or anything, but still, um, just hasn't really been a standout camp for any way for Edmonds. And the fact that Kayvon is over him, I guess, probably not the best development for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really hasn't been a standout camp for any of the safeties yet. Uh, But when you look at like the top three guys, Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown, or at least the top three guys that we sort of perceive to be that heading into camp, Reed Blankenship is the only one of those three that was with the team last year. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has by far, like they all have, they all have something going for him. So that's, that's what Reed has going for him. Terrell Edmonds has by far, not even close, the most experience among those three. And then Sidney Brown theoretically has the highest ceiling of the three. So that's kind of what each of them has going for them heading into this camp. Sidney Brown is, uh, I think he's gotten some second team reps, but it's mostly been with the threes. Um, but yeah, this Reed Blankenship has been the the only uh, safety for the Eagles that has consistently stayed uh with the first team offense throughout, which is interesting and and um you know a good sign for for him being a starter in 2023. What do you have next? So I have uh DeAndre Swift, who I think and Kristen Roach of Roach Realtor uh play of the day alert here. I think he's actually had the he had like the the play of camp so far through the first three days, where he's streaking down the, the down the left sideline, uh, trying to track a deep ball. Was it Mariota who threw that? Do I have that right? That was Hurts. That oh, was Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to go back and change my notes then. I just, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Hurts. I, I was. I thought it was Mariota, but mm. okay, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, uh, let me look. Back he was being notes. covered by Nicholas Morrow and Justin Evans, and Morrow very clearly interfered with Swift. Knocked him to the ground as the ball is coming down, as Swift is falling to the ground. Yeah. Kept his focus on the ball and made the catch anyway. It's just a really, really good play. And then, you know, just beyond that highlight reel play, he's been really active as a receiver out of the backfield uh, through these first three days of practices, through the first three uh, practices of camp, rather. And, um, you know, he's, I think he's going to give the Eagles offense, you know, more of that added element. Um, Zach Berman actually asked Nick Siriani. During the pre-practice press conference, uh, he stated a, a, a stat that I was unaware of: that the Eagles had more, or excuse me, fewer targets to their running backs yeah. last season than any other team in the league. I didn't know that. I mean, that um, makes sense, though. It's and not sure, hard. yeah, yeah. I mean, Miles Sanders certainly wasn't a uh, a receiving threat out of the backfield, and he played most of the snaps. You know, Kenny Gamewell got third down and two-minute offense snaps, but Otherwise it was miles Sanders. And then if miles Sanders was out, it was Boston Scott who they also don't throw the ball to, you know, very often either. So yeah, the, the, that is a, that is a, a stat that makes sense, but it's also interesting to me. Mm-hmm. That's going to, it's not going to be the case this year because, no. uh, Deandre Swift is going to, you know, assuming he stays healthy, he's going to get a share of targets out of the background, uh, out of the backfield, excuse me, in my opinion, because he's been very active in camp catching the football. Um, I mean every day that you yeah. you know you look up and it's oh, catch by zero, catch by zero, catch by zero, um so yeah he he's been he's been making big plays but also making all the plays that sort of come his way.
1: today was the first like true big play I would say he's made in terms mm-hmm. of like you know this downfield, obviously i mean it's not like you do that with running backs all the time, but everyone loves a wheel route. And that certainly looks like something that DeAndre Swift can bring to the offense. I agree with you. I mean, he's been very active, even if it's not necessarily making the big plays and that it doesn't necessarily matter. Just the fact that he's getting targeted so much is really what's noteworthy. And that kind of speaks to him having a role in the offense. Obviously it's capped to the extent that they have their big three of Devontae and AJ Brown and Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard. And those guys are going to hog a lot of the targets. But um, if you're looking out after that, You know, we're talking about like Quez Watkins wide receiver three, but that doesn't really mean anything. That doesn't mean like he's the fourth target just because he's wide receiver three, right? DeAndre Smith could be the fourth target. So if you look at it that way, you know, I think that's more um, relevant there. Uh, Definitely think Swift has been looking good, especially as a pass catcher. I haven't really, you know, I think as a runner, it's kind of hard. No pads, no pads, and also no tackling. So like, you know, you can can only make so much out of the running, Mm -hmm. but certainly as a pass catcher, Definitely looks like a legitimate uh, addition to the offense. And to your point, something they haven't didn't really have last year. I mean, can he get gamble- on the wheel
0: route point, by the way, too? Sorry. No, you're good. To interrupt. Um, you know, I cut up all of his carries and targets last season with the Lions. And there are a few times where he got open, wide open on mm-hmm. wheel routes and Goff just missed him. Mm-hmm. So Like, like missed he's him got as he overthrew him or didn't see him. Uh, I only cut up his targets so missed him. Okay, missed him like bad throws on wheel routes to DeAndre Swift that otherwise you know could have gone for big plays. So he's got that, he's got that route in his game where he was really effective was on that, like those Texas routes, like that, or also called like angle routes where you run kind of toward the hash and then you Mm -hmm. cut back to the inside. And uh, he would he was really good at just eating up linebackers over the middle of the field there. So you know, it's not something that the Eagles haven't done a lot of. Um, with Miles Sanders obviously with Miles Sanders just isn't that kind of player or hasn't been for the it was kind of in his rookie year but not the last three years so uh you know it'll be interesting to see how much they use the running backs in in their offense in in 2023 Uh, it was Jalen hurts by the
1: way I looked up other reporters' tweets. I was pretty confident in that it was Hurts who hit down the field so
0: change that in my notes Jimmy, job you are wrong. It's so I'm a loser.
1: It's so hard to get like the not. I know you know this, but I'm saying to the listeners, like it's very easy to miss something when there's 90 players out there and there's a lot of moving uh, pieces to keep track of. So certainly, stuff like that is going to happen over the course of camp. Um, but either way, the you know it was more about Swift anyway. That was the key point. Yeah. Uh, moving on to my next thing, here. and it's fixed. And it's fixed. The magic
0: of the internet. <laughs>
1: Great. Uh, I, I I did key in a little bit on Cam Jurgens more so than the first couple days. Not like okay. every snap or anything. I still want to see how he looks in one-on-ones. I did notice a rep, and it should be noted that this is the third straight day of three practices that he has been the first team right guard. Nick Sirianni spoke before practice and still isn't ready to, like, to say Cam is the guy, but that's also the same Nick Sirianni who said that There was an open competition still happening when Jordan Milata like clearly blew Andre Dillard out of the water in 2021, like late in training camp. I think we were, we were like jets practice jets training camp, like, you know, ahead of like what the third preseason game. And he still like, wouldn't admit my is like the left. It was clear after
0: like the fourth or fifth practice, that camp that Milata was very, like very clearly definitely going to win the left tackle job. And even sooner than that, kind of, but, uh, yeah, they did drag it out until the bitter end. Well, even then,
1: like that was a couple of days before they played the last preseason game. A lot of didn't play. <laughs> and then Dillard played. <laughs> like, okay, I think yes. we know who won this anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can only take that for what it's worth. I did notice Cam, I haven't really noticed Cam have major issues in pass protection. I guess I haven't noticed that. Uh, I can't say he hasn't. I just haven't noticed that be a big issue. I did watch him in run blocking today and uh, Mr. Marlin Tui Pelotu. Uh, he was able to kind of get any push on him. Uh, and uh, Mr. T got a, a tackle for no gain on that play. And I saw Stoutland kind of like yelling out to him afterwards. So it's just one rep. Don't want to make too much of it. Um, but I guess I will note that. And I guess I'll stick with the offensive line here. Um, like a couple of things. Tyler Steen, uh, have, <laughs> I think, has yet another false start today. So that's yeah, kind of been an out. issue for him. Yeah. Certainly, he had uh, at least a couple in the first practice, or at least one in the first practice. So he's still kind of working through that, not exactly breathing down Cam Jergen's neck mm-hmm. right at the moment. And the other thing I thought was interesting was they just kind of switched up their back off backup offensive line because uh, the first day, I think we went through the lineup. It was like Roderick Johnson, Suo Peta, Brett Toth, um, who would be at right guard, Driscoll, and then uh, Oh Steen would be no, at right. Steen, oh, sorry, oh, Steen, and then just right, right tackle. And then,
0: yeah, Driscoll right tackle.
1: And then I believe on day two, it was uh, Dennis Kelly got bumped up from third team as we thought he would. Mm-hmm. So he just joined the team to left tackle. Uh, to, so just a direct replacement for Roderick Johnson. But today, for the second team offensive line, it was actually Jack Driscoll at left tackle. They flipped him over there and they had Dennis Kelly at right tackle. Maybe that's part of just like getting each of those guys yep. reps at different spots and making sure they're feeling comfortable enough to play both. Also evaluating the options there. I uh, thought it was a little bit of a rough go for it there. <laughs> Diskell. At left tackle, now, you know, going up against Josh Sweat is obviously a tough task, but certainly, um, yeah, Driscoll had some issues there. I think it's not ideally the guy you would want at left tackle in any kind of extended scenario, whereas Kelly might have more of a a grasp on that position. But I
0: thought that was interesting, too. Yeah, Josh Sweat smoked him around the edge with like a dip, bend kind of of, one of his signature pass rushes, really. Mm Uh, getting back to my my lotta and Dillard, by the way, that camp, they alternated first team reps. Yeah. So like the first day would be uh, Dillard, I think, got the first doesn't matter. Whoever it was next day, my Lada. next day, Dillard next day, my Lada. It's just been all Juergens yep. for all, all three days so far. So um, this is less of a competition. If we're if, if we're going Although, by that anyway, then that was caveat there
1: is that, you know, Steen's a rookie. And at that point, Milata mm-hmm. and Dillard were established players, and that's there fair. is there is kind of like an anti rookie bias, or like, you seeing that with Sydney Brown. Like there yeah. aren't really any rookies repping with Keely the first Bringo. team, yeah. Other than Nolan Smith, in part because um, you know Hassan Redick hasn't been practicing, so there's yeah. a factor, and also they rotate their defensive linemen a lot more than they do other positions, and uh, and Jalen Carter is mixed in too. But again, there's a heavy rotation, so that's I guess like the the counter to it is that you know even if. Like you I, I don't know, I just think that 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 is another roadblock to him being rotated is the fact he's so young.
0: I have a couple of weight reports. Mm. love a good weight training camp weight report. uh Rashad Penny said that he is a little slimmer than he normally has played uh like in Seattle, he said this is actually a lot more weight that I thought he was carrying when he played with Seattle. He said he's up or he's always listed at like two twenty five But he said he played at around 235 to 237 uh, in his time in Seattle. Right now, he's at 230, wants to be back at 225. 225 is what he was when he came out of San Diego State. So he wants to be back around where he was in college. And he said he can actually feel the difference in his weight, in his legs. His legs feel better, um, carrying a little bit less weight. And then Jordan Davis, a lot has been made of his improved conditioning from year 1 to year 2 we got a little bit into that on mm-hmm. on the last pod but his weight is the same so he said he's still going to be around 340 to 345 uh but he just has more stamina and he did say that like he can see his like the work that he's put in in his face maybe not necessarily on the rest of his body but his face looks trimmer and he feels like he's more handsome these days than he was a year ago uh so good for him i guess on the uh on the dating front, if uh, that's going to help him, uh, but yeah, he's going to be the same weight, and I think that's fine. Like yeah. the, I think you know, it's six six, three forty, 340, three forty five, whatever he is. I mean, what he is is a like you know the quote unquote unicorn that you know can move in ways that no other six foot six, three hundred forty pound guy can on on this planet. So um, yeah, I mean, if he can just if that weight can be better weight. Uh, you know, food-wise, nutrition-wise, and he's working out a lot harder than he was before to get his stamina up, and he can play five, six, seven, eight snaps uh, in a row, then, um, you know, he's going to be the player, potentially, that the Eagles thought they were getting when they took him 13th overall. Like, he can't just be a run-stuffer when you're... I mean, that's a huge disappointment if you're trading up for a guy at thirteen. Uh, if you're just a run stuffer, so they need him to sort of wear a lot of different hats on, on that uh, defensive line, being able to get after the passer, you know, draw double teams, um, you know, uh, just kind of dominate in the in the middle of the defense there, or that'll look like, uh, you know, down the line, not such a great pick. But, uh, you know, like like we said in the last pod- podcast, good for him for, you know, kind of putting his head down and making sure that he's ready for the season.
1: Jordan Davis did blow up a screen today, and it was like out yeah. on the edge, too. It wasn't yep. just like you know one of these like screens that run yeah, right tight up end the middle. Screen. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was really good, and he kind of like flexed a little bit afterwards. Not actually <laughs> figured the like he did like kind of look at the sideline, did like you know like a little like yeah I made that play like, like a <laughs> little little swag <laughs> moment. So I like that, yeah. and uh, yeah, and that was and again that speaks not every. Three hundred forty defensive pound defensive tackles getting out in space and making a play like that. It's typically something you would you know more ascribe to like a linebacker or safety coming down or whatever. So I definitely think college saw... highlights
0: are littered with sideline to sideline plays.
1: So there you go. I think you see that showing up a little bit there. That was nice to see. Um, I guess I have a bunch of. Is it your turn?
0: Is it is it your turn? No, it was me. I just did my weight analysis. Okay.
1: Uh, I guess I have a bunch of quick hitters. Okay, okay. If I get to some quick yeah, hitters I'm here. Yeah, all right, Devontae Smith made like a bunch of good catches, but it's so like it's just ho hum to me. It's like, yeah, Devontae's really good. Mm-hmm. Top sideline catch. Um, catch against Slay, tight coverage. Seemed like there was disagreement if that was a catch or not, but still. He did I don't not know. catch that, by the way. Uh, no, he did. And he caught it in the Super Bowl, too, <laughs> on the right sideline. I'm giving him credit for it. Um, he also uh, did not catch the ball against the 49ers, but.
0: He's That's so true, good. He's right. so good that he made it seem like he almost caught it. It was an it was an amazing play just to almost catch it, and, and then he made a great play, hurrying everyone up to the line.
1: Yeah, not everyone has that awareness. Not all players yes. would like know the situation. He's like an IQ guy. He's like smart. He he understands football. Like he knows the situation. That's definitely not unrelated to playing at Alabama. I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, Christian Ellis was getting some first team reps again in place yep. of Nicholas Morrow, who. Was, by the way, as you mentioned, was the one who got beat on that Swift play. I know he was close, but still, like you even said he might. Well, have, like, he interfered. I mean, it would interfered. have been a big play
0: anyway. If, if, Swift, if Swift doesn't make that catch, it's still the same gain anyway, because it was a blatant pass. Interference. That's dumb,
1: by the way. I feel like they should give you 15 <laughs> more yards after if you make if you make the catch, because that's great. You know what I mean? Like you should or something, maybe like something you should get. A penalty yardage on because they do that with other plays right like you add the penalty yardage to the play or whatever Can't well in college in uh, pass
0: interference is just like a, a i forget exactly i don't know exactly how that i, I believe it's just 15 yards in,
1: in i think you football. should get extra credit in some form for catching a pass while getting interfered with there should be some extra kind of bonus even if it's five okay. yards i don't know add some kind of extra yardage onto that uh i think they because it's like that's harder to do it's, imp- it's like in a, it's like an and one in basketball like an and okay. one ba- you make it and you get fouled, you get one extra shot. Like you should get five extra yards or something in football. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Devontae's is really good, but, you know, shocker, not a lot to say there. Um, I also had written down here that I talked about the Christian Ellis thing. Um, Nicholas Morrow continues to give up passes. Uh, I guess a couple of quick things. I like Tanner McKee relative to like being a six round pick. I think he looks, we've talked about before. He's definitely over the Clayton Thornton, Clayton (laughs) Thorson. Who was the guy last year? Carson Strong. Yeah. Threshold is a very low bar to clear, but I I do think it's clear that like there's something here. He has some kind of level of competency. I'm not saying he's going to be a star or anything, but I do think there's like, oh, that's kind of, there's something to work with there. I think there's something that could be worth developing and certainly worth keeping around. Uh, and then a couple more, I have two more things here, quick hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Nagata continues to kind of compress quietly. Uh-huh. So he's dominating practice. You can only, you can't really do that anyway. He's getting limited reps. But in the developmental periods, at the end of practice, if there weren't so many other good plays, if there was a more uneventful practice, he could, he had a contender for play of the day Yeah, when he mossed. And this is the next player I'm going to get to within this. Keely Ringo, who I thought Keely kind of had a tough time. In the seven on seven developmental towards the end of practice, it wasn't like he was getting roasted by these guys. Uh, he was there, but but he's also a big guy. Keely is a big guy, and he's I going he, up against. I actually, had that covered pretty well, but Ngata just made a great play. But like he's big, and it's like you want him being the guy who can break up passes against big receivers. It's, like that's it's part also of what calling his, card.
0: It's also what his. It's also what yeah, it's what his strength should be. So right. he's big and he's fast. He like that's the kind of route that he should dominate on. Like the concern with him is giving up separation on sure. like at, at, um at the top of like receivers routes. Like he mm-hmm. can get kind of get like, he's, 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 he needs improvement just in terms of um short area quickness and then also route recognition. Uh, the, those are the two deficiencies at Georgia. But as, as far as like a guy just running straight down the sideline, mm-hmm. it's like those he's big and he's fast. Like those mm-hmm. should be the easy ones for him. He
1: also um, got beat on another deep pattern by Deion Kane, but Kane dropped the ball, and then... Oh, did
0: he? So I thought that I must have had a bad... I was a little further away on that. I thought he had good coverage on that against Kane.
1: I mean, Kane got open, and he would have had a catch if he just didn't drop it, so... Mm. I mean, it might have All been right. close, but it, would, it was it was definitely like Kane dropped it. He absolutely just dropped the ball. He okay. had a chance to make the play. I don't think again, it wasn't like he got burned so far down the field, but he was giving up some big plays ultimately. And he also gave up a catch underneath to Rambo at one point, which I thought that was a really good quick release throw from McKee, which I think he's shown the ability to do here. He, I think he just has like a clean throwing motion There's something about it. I like his throwing motion. It seems like it's very, clean it's, it's
0: weird. Cause like it is a little bit funky too. In that it's not funky, but he he's, I wouldn't call it three quarters. It's a little more, uh, who's it? Like, like, it's not like, he's not like Phillip rivers back there. Like the way <laughs> Philip rivers, three, three quarters. It's a little more over the top than that. But the, you know, he's Definitely not like, over the top. He's not straight over the top type passer. Mm. So uh, like we saw Nick Foles do a little bit of that, but mm. he would sort of adjust his arm angle. You know, depending on the type of throw, he he was unique in that he he could do that effectively. This is not that with him. Like his arm angle was always a little bit just kind of to the side as opposed to over the top. But yeah, I I think he's shown uh, enough, like you said, to at least pass that Clayton Thorson threshold. He had a great throw during the developmental period. I don't remember if it was day one or day two, but it was Excellent. a heater. To the back of the end zone to that Hazelwood. Was, I thought that was really impressive. Who was running along the back line of the end zone? And you're he right. He open. threw it to his. He threw it like, to his back. He threw yeah, him open. Yeah, yeah he threw that it to his like, back shoulder away from the defender who had his back turned. And Hazelwood actually made a good play on that too. Uh, yeah, Hazelwood, by the way, kind of looks the part mm. too. Like that guy's kind of jacked up, and um, you know he he looks like a like a like a legitimately like strong w- receiver that has a you know potential to sort of out muscle guys he's been a little bit less active than Ngata so far I agree but from what i've seen from him so far i kind of like what i see
1: yeah i think he's probably a good bet to be on the practice squad uh Hazel yeah would, whereas Ngata is interesting i think like in theory he could i don't i think the numbers are tough for him to make in the roster but like if he continues to do what he's doing like there's a there's a conversation to be had at least there's it's, it's something to think about um but yeah my thing with ringo there is not that he's bad as much as i just don't think he is I'm not counting on him to be ready or I, I would be surprised, you know, if he is the top backup cornerback, uh, especially on the outside this year. Like, I don't think, I don't think that's happening.
0: I got a few quick hitters to do. Do you have any more quick hitters left? No, I was a lot
1: to cover, but uh, I mean, there wasn't I mean, like, we didn't need to go deep again, like on Ellis and Morrow. Like we talked about that in the first yeah. practice. Um, yeah. All
0: right. Well, I, I would say uh, Brett Toth, Uh, working as the second team center. I have him in my notes too. (laughs) He's got some bad shock on snaps so far. Worm burners like way low. Marcus Mariota has consistently had to (laughs) sort of chase bad snaps. And that's, Mariota has been up and down himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bad day one, good day two. Thought he was bad again today. But again, I don't think he's getting, he's going up against the ones quite a bit defensively, and he's got this second-team offensive line, which is not as good as the Eagles' second-team offensive line was a year ago, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, namely, Brett Toth has, has not helped him very much with the shotgun snaps. So that's something that uh, Toth's going to have to work on if he's going to make the team and, and fix by the time this camp is over mm-hmm. uh, because his value would be as a backup center if Cam Jurgens is, is in the lineup uh, as a starter at right guard. Another quick one is Britton Covey was getting uh, the kick return duties today with Boston Scott playing on the kick coverage team. So it was basically Boston Scott running down and trying to you know, get Britton Covey as opposed to returning kicks himself. We Of course, Boston Scott was the primary kick returner last year. There's a new rule this year that says that if you fair catch a kickoff anywhere on the field, you're going to get the ball at the 25-yard line. And the Eagles are very likely to be a team that will use that rule to their advantage. They're going to, I would, I would call them probably a fair catch kickoff team. Mm-hmm. Like they they'd probably just be content to let their elite offense start every drive at the 25 rather than to take a chance on mm-hmm. you know, kickoff penalty, fumble, you know, get backed up like inside the 10, fumble, whatever it may be. So there's a chance that. If um, I mean, not if like Boston Scott's the number four running back at best at this point, assuming everyone stays healthy, which means that on game day, are you going to keep four running backs active to have him be the kickoff returner, especially if you're just calling fair catches on mm-hmm. kickoff returns on, on you know, kickoffs? I mean, some teams are just going to squib the ball yep. like, if they don't respect the, the kick returner, but on, on kickoffs that, you know, are in the air if they're just going to fair catch those anyway, is there a need to have Boston Scott active on game day? So I think they're kind of preparing for that. And I think Boston, I think, excuse me, Britton Covey probably going to get some kick. He actually returned kicks a little bit last year, stunk at it. He was a much better punt returner than he was a kick returner, uh, but he might be the, the primary kick returner this year, <laughs> really just to go back there and call fair catches. Uh, on the special teams note, and talking kickoffs and everything,
1: I saw the first team kickoff coverage unit. I didn't have all 11. Okay. Because I had, well, I had 10, I think I had 10 here. I think I'm missing one. I had Zach McPherson, Kyron Johnson, Patrick Johnson, Elamadez Zacchaeus, Sean Bradley, Christian Ellis, Mario Goodrich was on there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And Greedy Williams. So that's only okay. eight. So I'm missing a couple, two. And, uh, you know, obviously the kicker in there. Um. So then that leaves two. One, two. Anyway, uh, you know that's not everything. It's not like there hasn't been guys on the first team kickoff coverage in camp who've later got cut. But it's always kind of like, you know, worth taking a look at and considering when it comes to the bubble.
0: But I think we've got everything here, Jimmy. Are you well, another to quick take... header. Uh, okay. Grant Calcaterra hasn't had like any standout moments or anything like that. But he's caught a lot of passes over these first three practices, in my opinion. And then uh, I had one other one here. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, Mariota, getting back to him for a minute. Um, you know, mentioned that, you know, bad day one, good day two, bad day three. In an ugly mm. pass today. I don't know if it was the receiver's fault or if it was his fault, but there was some kind of miscommunication between the receivers. Threw it right to James Bradbury, who I guess he picked six to, picked six to it. I'll give him the credit for it. But Bradbury was just kind of sitting there in his zone. Just ball went right to him. The easiest uh, training camp interception he's probably had. Uh, So, yeah, uh, maybe some little minor concerns with the backup quarterback through the first three days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Encouraged by what we saw day two, maybe. Like, as as you noted in the last podcast, was, you know, hitting some deeper throws, which sort of was his um, kryptonite last year with the Falcons. So that was encouraging. But need to see him play a little more consistently as we get a little further into camp.
1: BGN Radio all ought to, all to, oh, to you, also brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, which you can get by going to righteousfelon.com. And right now, for a limited time only, use discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. That's right. Usually it's BGN15 for 15% off. But no, right now, 20% off your order with discount code BGN20 at Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. And right to sellincom so if you haven't given it a try already which I know many listeners have and I either I, we have a lot of repeat customers and mm-hmm. we can use that promo code well not customers but I guess customer their customers at right to sell but a lot of repeat code users because people really like it when they get it um, my parents just bought some I mentioned that in the last podcast um, I'm looking at the website right now they have different like packages and bundles you can get so you can try all the flavors um, it's a really great snack for you to have especially with football season coming up it's a it's a great thing to pair with watching a game and having some wrong crowd beer to wash it down with so go to right to selling.com just kind of put bgn 15 sorry bgn 20 not 15 bgn
0: 20 it's a good deal by the way. it's not like they're super deal. expensive to begin with and then they just mm-hmm. knock it down and art- it seems artificially like a good deal like their prices are normal and yes. then 20 percent off it's like, a it's, it's a legit, like really good bargain. Same discount code at wildrangerpet.com.
1: If you want to get dog treats, maybe you don't eat meat. Maybe you do. Maybe you want to give your dog some treats too. Wild nature, or sorry, wildrangerpet.com. Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Give it a try today. Jimmy, back after this. Back here on BGN Radio. For the second half of our daily training camp podcast coverage that we've got going on, you know what that means, Jimmy? What is it time for?
0: MVP? Well, the Kristen Roach, yes, uh, MVP. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, MVP, yes. LVP, and play of the day.
1: Yes, that's right. She. Did you tell her about this that I'm doing? We're doing no. this. Okay, you should tell her. I don't <laughs> no, I'll cares. tell her
0: as soon as we finish the pot, Actually, let me see. Kristen.
1: Jimmy's yelling out to Kristen
0: Roach of Roach Realtors. Trent! We are she's... doing the Kristen Roach. Excuse I'm not on me. Video, right? You are, actually. I'm, I'm... No, 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 you're not on video. You're, you're not Roach, on video. Kristen he... Roach
1: the... is worried about being on video, but she's They're not on doing video. the Kristen
0: Roach of Roach Realtors Play of the Day, mm-hmm. the Kristen Roach, Roach Realtors MVP of the Day, uh-huh. and the Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors Least Valuable Player of the Day. What are your thoughts on that? really know any of the players right now unfortunately well we're not asking you to give any answers oh, yeah. here we're going to give the answers it's sponsored oh, by okay. her is it a multiple choice this this is, choice? is no this is just a new segment that is sponsored by you oh well thanks for letting
1: me know <laughs> 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 because roach you know, is very excited to be part so yeah do you want me to do <laughs> nothing the okay, bye. <laughs> there we go and she left yeah she seemed pretty excited <laughs> All right. She seemed very,
0: very much like, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> well, she will give you top notch service. That's the only thing you yes. need to know. If you're looking to buy, sell or rent a house, check out com or call or text this phone number.
0: 856-906-9295.
1: I have to throw it to Jimmy every time because I never remember the phone number. I'm just not good with numbers like that. Uh, MVP, Jimmy, who is your MVP of training camp? Day three.
0: Quez. Well, wow. for all the reasons noted bu- noted before, I don't think I need to get into detail again about that. But uh but yeah, he's he had a good day. He deserves the credit.
1: I don't it's not a double quest day for me. I think it's reasonable to do that, but I want to give Jalen Hurts credit. We didn't talk about him. I thought this we was didn't. E- easily yeah. by far his best yeah. practice of the summer. He was sharp. Um I think part of the thing that underwhelms me with Jalen Hurts sometimes in a practice setting is he just makes a lot of good throws that are like not necessarily flashy. So it's like it's hard to give a lot of credit to that. Me, at least sometimes, because it's like, okay that looked pretty routine. It didn't look like an amazing throw or anything, but there's a lot of value in that. because I think that has manifested in him not being a a quarterback who turns the ball over a lot. So uh, I want to give him credit for that.
0: It's funny because like that, I never really thought of it this way before, but that kind of also describes his 2022 season as a passer.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there,
0: there weren't that many like. Highlight reel throws where you're watching it over and over again, but he was just consistently, yes, really good.
1: Yes, yep, he keeps the offense in rhythm, it's flowing. Um, I just think sometimes if you take those plays, it's not like you're making a highlight reel out of those throws, which is why I think maybe I was too low on him in training camp last year because I didn't mm-hmm. see like the flash that I was looking for as much as there was just more consistency. And him being solid. But today I thought he had everything. He had the consistency and he had the flash too. Jonah has not thrown an interception, if I'm not mistaken, in training camp thus far. Uh,
0: mm. I don't believe. I don't believe he has. So that's cool. OTAs, so that's what I'm thinking he, of. Yeah, but yeah, I don't the OTAs, think, I don't think he, yes. Christian Ellis got him. But I don't think he's thrown any or was it Makai Gardner? Gardner that got him. I mean Gardner. But in any case, yeah, hasn't had one in training
1: camp thus far, which is a pretty that's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. Sure. You want to see your quarterback not do that. And he had the highlight. It's not like he's only doing safe throws. He had the highlight throws today. Made some really tough throws. I'll get to in my play of the day, I believe. But I'm going to give it to Jalen Hurts because I thought he looked really good.
0: Yeah, my uh, least valuable player is the other quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Mm. Rough day today. Wow. Um, So, yeah. And you gave it to him, I think, (laughs) day one. So he's now on here. He's now on here twice, which is not not good for his brand. I think Gardner Minshew was our... I think he might have been at the bottom <laughs> last summer. Yeah, we were
1: picking on Gardner a little bit last year, too. As we've said, the backup quarterback's in a tough spot relative to, because, the you know, the defensive line, the second team defensive line is better than the second team offensive line, typically. Yeah. So and, you know, they don't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So yeah. they're in a bit of a tougher spot. But, you know, hey, uh, we're just calling it like we see it. I was between two people for my LVP. I'm between, I'll, I'll give them to you. I'm between Makai Gardner. And hmm. Terrell Edmonds. Edmonds wasn't necessarily terrible, but the fact that he was, you know, not with the first team, it's kind of a stock down move. Yeah. Okay. And Garner had a bad practice. What did practice. Garner do? He had a bad practice. <laughs> he was getting lit up in one-on-ones. We saw that. Um. Yeah. And he also had a chance where Ian Book threw an interception like right at him and he dropped it. Like it just, he did not have a good practice at all. He's it, a big dude.
0: I think he's, I think he's, they should think about him as a safety. mm. That might be a fair point. But again, we're talking about a guy that's going to be on the practice squad this year. So I'm going to give it
1: to Gardner. I'll spare Edmonds. Give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give it to Gardner. Not that that's always super fun to give it to like a bottom of the roster player who might not make it anyway, but I do think uh it wasn't a good day for him. And I had that multiple times in my thoughts and notes. So I'll be consistent with that LVP for Makai Gardner.
0: Picking on the poor undrafted rookie on day three of. <laughs> I mean, It's just true. Uh Jimmy, who was your, I mean, you already yeah, said, we know play my of play day. of the day already. It's the Deandre Swift yeah. uh, catch down the left sideline. So uh, it's all you. I'm going to go with the Hertz throw to quest between
1: two defenders. I, I really okay. love that. I love that as a con like I, that's one of my favorite throws to see when the quarterback fits it in in a perfect window, either okay. on, like a tight slant or when it's like there's a defender over top and there's a defender trailing and, and McPherson was trailing right underneath and the ball was exactly where it needed to be. Uh, Quez made the play. I think it was a great throw. I thought it was a great catch. So I'm going to give Hertz some more credit here and Quez some credit here since I didn't have him as my MVP. Uh, so it kind of make up for a little bit here. And
0: that's it. Yeah, he had the... Hertz, by the way, has been... He, he's, he, this is a side note, but he's looked really good throwing on the run so far. He had the play that, we, again, we mentioned that we that didn't count. Like, like as he got sacked by Josh Sweat, but they just continued the rep anyway. And he threw a a dime on the run uh, to Quez, like 30 yards down the field uh, as Quez was going from the the middle of the field toward the sideline. And then today he's running to his right again. And he threw an absolute money pass to uh, Devante Smith deep down the field. That was a touchdown. There was a coverage bust on the play. yes. So Devante was wide open Mm -hmm. and it would have been like, if he had missed him, it would have looked really bad. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, it's an easy throw. It was, it was an easy connection to make to complete the pass to Smith. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. the ball was thrown perfectly to him, like hit him right in stride. And again, he was on the dead run to his right. So uh, I've been I've been impressed with him throwing on the move so far. One last thing on hurts since we're bringing him up. And
1: also this goes towards my MVP of the day argument looked really good as a runner. I know it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. practice and he's not able to be touched, but that's like, still you could see, uh, they did a lot of the Eagles did a lot of designed quarterback runs, you know, where they're snapping it to Hertz and the gun and he's taking off immediately. And again, no one can touch him, but it was also like he was in spots at the, at least the initial get off where no one could touch him. Cause there wasn't there anyone, any, there wasn't anyone to be even near him anyway. And I think that kind of speaks to, like quarterback runs are very much still a part of this offense. They're not like, yeah. it was not like, Oh, we paid Jalen hurts. Now we need to not have him run the ball. And I think, uh, hurts has even kind of alluded to that with his comments of like about who he is, Like that's, it's not changing. They're not, not running the ball. They're going to have to find a balance there. I agree. They should that
0: in, you know, having designed runs in the right moments. Sure. While also protecting the guy, they just paid $50 million a year,
1: a hundred percent. But it's just like, it's not going away. It's like, Oh, well, like we're going to have to protect him entirely. We're not going to do it. Like, no, it's, I agree. It's about, you got to be smart with it. And there's a, it's a fine line to toe. Do you want to win football games? But you know, you're up
0: by 21. Don't be calling quarterback design quarterback runs.
1: And if it's early in the year, if it's <laughs> yeah. week two, you know, like, yeah, let's, you know, you have to be smart about it, but it's <laughs> it's very much an effective part of the offense too. So it's another no way doubt. that hurts look good. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for us, Jimmy? I had a Snickers ice cream bar. Ooh, so WordPress. did I. Did you,
0: did you know they had those? Okay. Yeah.
1: Not today. I had it on um, Friday. Okay.
0: I've never had one before. Oh, they are delicious, they're great, <laughs> like good Lord, they were that and you know when you're outside all day, it wasn't as hot today as it needed as, it on Friday Friday was friday, it was, friday really was good Friday was bad, uh, but yeah, I had one of those, and man i' i' I'm, I'm I'm tempted to now have one of those every day after practice going forward. It's safe to say you feel satisfied, which is I what was Snickers, satisfied by that, not a sponsor yeah, to be
1: clear, but uh <laughs> I did enjoy that as well they were they were, were really big back when I went to basketball camp, like that was like. So, back when I went to basketball camp growing up... Where'd you go? What camp? uh, Ryder University. Uh, It's actually a D1 program. Jason Thompson, who used to play for the Kings, uh, went there, got drafted. Um, Went to uh, Villanova and Shippensburg. Okay. Basketball camps, yeah. Uh, Like, at summer camp, you would get, like, a little... You could have, you know, your parents put, like, money in for you, and they would just, you know, subtract from that. You could get stuff from the store, like Gatorade or whatever. Um, But one of the things... One of the big popular things was the Snickers ice cream bar. Like people were always getting those because it was so hot, and it was just like a great way to have a snack and cool down. So yeah, those were pretty popular. I was never like the biggest fan of those. I have sensitive teeth, so like I don't love biting into ice cream. It's not like my biggest thing. But okay. that said, I did do it on again Friday because it was so freaking hot. And between that, the Snickers ice cream bar and the Rita's water ice to cool you down, like. It does make they a difference. A lot of,
0: they got a lot of good cool down options. Yeah.
1: And again, like I, it's a, it's a big difference. You got to do it. You got to, you got to manage the heat level. Uh, my final thought Jimmy, is a big congratulations to my great friends, my wonderful friends, Holden and Elizabeth uh, who Holden, who you saw earlier this yep. week on Wednesday uh, doing photography for BGN. I have a photo gallery up on our site at some point once he gets those to me Um so Holden Elizabeth invited everyone on Saturday night to a house party. They just got a house earlier this year, and we you know, wanted to celebrate with everyone. Uh, it's their first real chance to kind of like, you know have their place furnished. It's taken a while. Anyway, um, what people didn't know is they were going to have a surprise wedding. Uh, so they announced they were getting married, and I was one of the few people who did know because I was the one who was the... Uh, I officiated. Yeah, really. Yeah, I officiated <laughs> do you get a, their like wedding, a license, and everything. For I that? do. I'm an ordained minister, so <laughs> if you want to book me for your wedding, let me know. Uh, obviously, this was my first. No, it was not obvious, but this is my. This was my first one, so I'm new to doing it, but uh, turned out really well. I'm really proud of them, um, and just wanted to say, and they're they're big listeners of the pod, especially they love the mixtape the most, but um, they listen to the pods. Uh, on their travels so big shout out to holden and elizabeth love you guys and congrats
0: what title are you preferring like father blg <laughs> reverend blg pastor I if, blg i don't know if
1: i actually have a title like that i don't know if that you just give
0: it. i mean just give yourself one
1: yeah that's true i haven't thought about it i need to think about it before i, I think i think i like pastor blg mm, interesting reverend is always good too reverend does sound kind of fun <laughs> Father, mm, I don't think I'm old enough to get the. Father. I think father, you actually
0: have to be become like a priest, so that probably, probably fit. But Reverend, I think they kind of well, throw. Why don't we, Reverend uh, and pastor, I think i kind of get thrown around a little uh, willy nilly. Why don't we just
1: you know let the audience weigh in with what they think is the best title with hashtag uh, BGN minister. <laughs> I guess that doesn't <laughs> make sense because I'm leading them. How about no hashtag. BGN Hmm. I need a good hashtag here, Jimmy. There has to be a good one. What How about fits?
0: hashtag uh pastor B L G.
1: Hmm. How about you just yeah, just tweet at me with which one you prefer. Yeah. Hashtag pastor go. BLG or hashtag uh whatever reverend blg or just don't even do whatever who cares just tweet at at brady young at jimmy kemsky on twitter and threads and instagram and whatever uh and at bgn underscore radio uh which you prefer which nickname you prefer if you prefer any um sounds good all right preview of the upcoming schedule here jimmy we have we'll be off uh meaning you and me will not be at practice tomorrow. No one will be uh, from the media because it's a walkthrough. So that's Monday, July 31st. As we mentioned earlier, the Eagles should be announcing which games the Kelly green jerseys will be appearing in. So we'll at least have that bit of news. But otherwise, nothing until they return to practice on Tuesday, August 1st. And we'll hear from Brian Johnson before practice. That's the first time he is speaking in training camp, right? Yes. Okay, so we'll hear from him. I like getting to hear from him. I think he's a, he's an interesting, sharp guy, mm-hmm. so looking forward to that, and then they will hit the practice field as they usually do at ten a m on Tuesday, so that'll be our next podcast day coming at you, obviously um uh the NFC mixtape we record on tuesdays but that'll be for you on wednesday when they have off again so that's what's coming up here at bleeding green nation and the podcast feed subscribe so you don't miss an episode check out my work at bleedinggreennation.com jimmy kemsky's work at phillyvoice.com check out all of our wonderful sponsors we love very much they love us too uh it's wrong crowd beer company that is righteous Sellin. Craft Jerky, discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order at right to selling.com. and Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com If you're looking to buy, sell or rent a house, you can contact this phone number. 856-906-9295 Jimmy, I will see you and talk to you again on Tuesday. Goodbye everybody.
0: bgn